0: While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century.
1: Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Netling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. As always, this podcast is to share topics and guests that will help you grow as a confident leader and expand your business or your life to the next level. I am very pleased to have today my guest, Paul Palme. And let me tell you a little bit about Paul. He went from working as a stockbroker from a major Wall Street Journal business to becoming an entrepreneur. I'm sure there's much less stress. He now specializes in helping other entrepreneurs fix their finances and then buy assets to create passive income. So our theme today is going to be just that, how to build your own passive income machine. Please join me in welcoming Paul Holme.
2: Thanks. I'm excited to be here.
1: Well, I think this <laughs> is always a topic that is on everyone's mind How can I make more money and keep the money that I have?
2: Oh yeah. Especially this year. This has been a tough year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not getting any better either. But so what part of the country do you call home?
2: Uh, Texas, Fort Worth, Texas.
1: Awesome. Oh, you were the judge. You have the judge that just killed the student.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We got all kinds of crazy stuff.
1: Yeah. Not not making very many people happy today. (laughs) What is the fastest way? that you can fix your uh, finances. Is, I have as an entrepreneur, but I think anybody.
2: That's good for anybody, really. Yeah, And the fastest way to do it, and it's the hardest thing to do, is take a real hard look at where you're at. You yeah. know, people, everybody wants to sugarcoat it and be like, oh, things aren't bad, or things are, you know, it's always gray, but I tell people, you know, uh, especially for entrepreneurs, profit and loss statements are black and white. There's no gray. When When mm-hmm. you give a good bookkeeper and accountant and they slap it down in front of you, you're like, this is my numbers. These are what I have. So I tell people, first thing is, you know, is don't be afraid to address your situation. You might be in a good situation. You might be in a bad situation. If you don't address it 20 years from now, you're going to be in the same or worse position yeah. and never have done anything. So ripping off that bandaid and just being like, Hey, this is where I'm at. Where do I want to go next? And then you yeah. start developing a plan and then it all kind of comes together. But that's the hardest thing I do with clients when they first start is just like having that realization of like, this is where you're at. And then once they realize they they kind of feel guilty. But then once you're like, you kind of get that off your chest, you're like, okay, let's fix it now. And then we just kind of go from there.
1: And the, I guess the thing to remember is that you probably didn't get there overnight.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So
1: you're, you're probably not going to fix it overnight either.
2: No. And that's why I tell people too, is like, it's not your fault, you know, most of the time, because we're not taught these things, you know, it's like mm-hmm. you go to school and you learn geography and trigonometry and this, and no one teaches you how to balance a checkbook, read a P and L. how to start investing. You know, it's like the world would be at such a different place if people did learn that at a younger age. Yeah.
1: I know that the junior achievement group teaches fifth and sixth graders that and there are some teachers, I, I work with students all the time for helping them improve their speaking. And one of the teachers I work with teaches seventh and eighth graders how to uh, manage their finances, That's awesome. how to build a website, how to be entrepreneurs. <laughs> In fact, my, next Friday, I'm going to be on one of his Shark Tank people.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
1: I know if more teachers and schools could have that, that would be so
2: great. Yeah. The world needs more teachers like that because it's just such a, such a necessary thing. And, you know, you start off life in the hole and it's like, then you're digging yourself out and it seems so hard to do. I talk to people all the time that go through that.
1: Yeah. And the unique thing too, is that he has maybe 35 of us business owners that support him. Like he calls us and we're there to (laughs) to do whatever he wants. And, you know, I think a lot of teachers don't do programs like that because they think they won't get the support.
2: Yeah. No, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah.
1: So let's talk about creating passive income. What are some steps that we should take?
2: Well, the first thing for entrepreneurs, we look at it. And this with the argument I had for years of people is they're like, well, my best investment is my business. And I was like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. it is the highest return, but 2020 taught us all a lesson. If you don't have other investments, I mean, I never in my life I've been through recessions, I've been through I've never thought in my life I'd be told I'm not essential and I can't make money. (laughs) It was like, Mm. but luckily I was like, Oh, thank God we have these investments, we'd be doing all these things. So the first thing, and and everybody wants this is the hardest part about teaching people. They want to jump ahead, like, oh, I want to go and you know, do you know, buy like other businesses. I'm like, Well, that's great and everything, but unless you inherited a bunch of money or Mm. got lucky, you don't have the assets to do it. So what I teach people is you have to, after we address the situation where they're at, it's like, okay, now we got to start putting money away. And as humans, we're, we don't not do good it. at that. Yeah. We're not good at We're <laughs> horrible at it. So I teach them automation. It's like the, the banks make it so easy. The invest, you know, Robinhood, love them or hate them. They, they change the game for investing too, because the fractional shares, you don't have to have back when Amazon was $4,000 a share. You don't have to have $4,000. You could buy 20 bucks worth of Amazon every week mm-hmm. on Robinhood if you wanted. But the biggest thing is getting started and having some kind of an automation that takes money from checking the savings where you don't do it. You don't yeah. even touch it. You don't deal with it. And people are like, what do I start with? And I always joke around. I'm like, just start with a dollar a day, you know, mm-hmm. 21 business days in a month, you usually do a dollar a day. And they're like, well, that's not much. I'm like, well, it's better than the zero you've done for the X <laughs> 10 or 20 years. And then they kind do, you do, they kind of laugh and they're like, okay, you got me there. Yeah. And I'm like, do tw- do a dollar a day. And they're like, well, that's silly. Yeah. I'm like, okay, can you do five? And they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. no problem. And then it's 10, then it's 20. And depending on the type of person they are in their business, it could be a hundred, it could be 200 bucks. And then that money just starts building and building and building. Mm-hmm. You start seeing the savings account. And it's always so funny when I had talks with people, after they set up the system, they'll be like six to 12 weeks in, they're like, there's kind of a lot of money in my savings account. I'm like, that, that's that's the good problem. We're going to work through this now. And it's like, we create that. And then they start building their savings up. And it's like, okay, now it's time to look at what you're passionate about. Most people like either love or hate the stock market or don't understand it, or they like real estate or rental properties or Airbnbs. I'm like, you can do any of those things, but you have to create an account to store the money into. And then from there, you start taking it and having money go out into other investments mm. and then you build this machine that just keeps churning and churning and churning that's why I call it like the passive income machine because you just keep making it bigger and bigger and bigger adding more gears to it keep feeding the machine and it just runs
1: mm. i know i signed up before covid a thing called acorns which mm-hmm. is you know similar you just it's great goes in and out, you know, and they, if there's not enough money from what you said, they pause it automatically, just tell you. So it it does make it just like idiot proof almost.
2: (laughs) And we need simple because our our lives Mm -hmm. are complicated. You know, if you're, you're listening, you have a spouse or kids or life and work and hobbies. It's like, mm. you're like, Oh, I'm going to go through and spend all my time. You know, like I'm, I'm crazy. Like I spend all my time in, in my finances and messing around and, and I probably do too much. I need to like lay off a little bit. My wife's better <laughs> than at me. Cause women have a huge advantage over men because they're just, they'll get it set up. And then my wife, like over the years, she's learned how to do her own investments or like that. And she'll just buy something and be like, okay. And then she won't log into her account for like six months. And it, I'm in my account seven times like, a day yeah. looking at this and she'll be like oh let me go check my Netflix. oh it's doing good okay I'll look at it. i'm like you're so patient <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, patience is necessary for the stock oh, yeah it is and men like mm-hmm. we, we just want to like oh i'm smart i'm gonna buy and sell mm-hmm. buy and sell buy and sell and then we buy at the wrong time and sell at the wrong time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes so why do you think everyone can be a millionaire then
2: it's just math. It's, it's the craziest yeah. thing. It's literally like, I hated math in school. I used to joke around with people. I hated math doing but my favorite thing is money math, because once you <laughs> understand it and the earlier you understand it, like my son, he's yeah. just turned 20 and him and I, like, he, he's got such a huge advantage over what I had when I grew up. Cause I grew up with, you know, yeah. lower middle-class, nobody talked about investing, didn't yeah. have any influence. And I became a stockbroker at 26. And I'm like, Whoa, this world is amazing. It's like, <laughs> I'm talking to people on the phone and I'm thinking like, man, how'd you get so rich? You're talking to millionaires. And they're like, well, I put $500 a month away for 40 years. I'm like, that's all you did. And they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I just put money away every month. And I'm like, nah. this game's simple. So mm-hmm. the earlier you start, the easier it is. Like my son, like when he turned 18, I'm like, okay, you're 18. I said, if you start now and you put 150 bucks a month away, you're going to have, you'd be a multi-millionaire and you retire. retired. I mean, if you wait, so say you're somebody's listening to this and they're like, well, Hey Paul, I'm 45, you know, I don't know what, what to do, et cetera. I've got it written down on like little cheat sheets here, but yeah. So it's $1,200 a month, you know, so you can still do it. Anybody can do it, but the longer you wait, the more challenging it's going to be. But I always try to be optimistic with people. I'm like, listen, though, I said, I get clients sometimes like I haven't done anything. I built my business up and I want to sell it someday, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to. And I'm like, well, then start building this up and they'll be looking at what they can do. And I I always tell people the positive thing is like 50 to 65 is like our prime earning years. It's when you're Mm going to make the most money you will in your life. So if you've messed up, and you haven't done anything, you still got time. You just got to do a lot more. <laughs> you just got to yeah. put a lot more in there, but anybody can do it. It, it. It's so fun to see people growing accounts and everything. And unfortunately, like this year has been just brutal. Yeah. But I just tell people, it's like, you're playing the long game. It's like, if you're going to retire in a year or two, yeah, then you should have been not 100% in the stock market. You got to talk to your financial advisor and get a good asset allocation mm-hmm. for when you're getting closer to retiring and income planning. But man, if you look back historically, like 2001, horrendous market crash, yeah. crazy bull market until 2008, 2008, horrible recession. Yeah. And then it put us into the biggest bear market for 13 years of like mm-hmm. people made insane returns. So yeah, it comes back, it, re- it readjusts. And then after this is over, we'll have another huge bull market yeah. run. And it's going to be, it's, it's the one I've been waiting, I joke around people, i waited my whole life for this one because in 2001, I was a stockbroker with no money because I had just started and the market <laughs> crashed. I had no money to buy anything. 2008, the market's crashing and I'm running my business, but I'm like, I don't have any money to put it into other stuff. And I'm watching people. I'm looking at Apple and Amazon mm, and Google. Yeah. And like, it's like, you could, I could have made so much money, but I didn't have any money. So now I'm sitting here like, okay, all right. We're, everything's on sale. Let's start buying. So, you know, I tell people like, well, aren't you scared? And I'm like, well, I'm a little nervous, you know, but if the world, if Amazon goes to zero, we got bigger problems. The world probably collapsed.
1: Yeah, that's right. Right. So what is developing wealth too slow and boring or why is it too boring? <laughs> yeah. I think we've already covered that. People are not patient.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But one quote goes back to Warren Buffett. I forget who it was that asked him that because he showed somebody his plan. He's like, literally he goes, put money in s 500 every month and don't think about it. And people are like, why don't more people do that? And he's like, cause nobody wants to get rich slow. You know, it's yeah. like, and Warren's like, he's the, the yeah. godfather of investing. And it's like the guys may, he make the majority of his money in his sixties and seventies, but he's mm-hmm. just always been investing, always been investing. And it's like, but we get spoiled. Like when the whole crypto thing was going crazy, and was like, oh, we're all going to be crypto millionaires. And I had friends they were like, oh, Bitcoin's at 67,000. It's going to a million. I'm like, yeah, calm down a little bit. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like, this is not when, when everybody gets excited, This is usually when something bad's about to happen. But yeah. when when it crashes now, now I'm the opposite. I'm looking at it now going like, okay, I'm just going to keep, this is a great time Bye. to buy stuff. That's a yeah. good time to
1: buy. Yeah. <laughs> always. What is the secret to building
2: wealth? The secret to building wealth is consistency. You yeah. know, it is to me, it's just being consistent. Like I'm, I'm, a, I come from uh, mixed martial arts, uh, jiu jujitsu and MMA. So we'd have, you know, when you're, when you're training, you have to be consistent with your training or you're never going to be successful. You're never, you know, it's like, you don't want to be, if you have a tournament or a, a fight coming up and it's like, oh, I'm just going to slack off and not be consistent. You're going to get, <laughs> you're going to get slaughtered. So I tell people it's the same thing. It's the same thing with investing. If you're not consistent with your planning, if you're not looking at your stuff, if you're not talking to your spouse, like I tell people the best thing you can do if you're married is go on money dates and, and just talk about money. I have so many friends that hide stuff from each other and then they end up getting these huge fights and getting divorced. And I'm like, you just could have talked about it. And they're like, well, yeah, and I'm like, okay. So my wife knows everything. And it's and I know we go back and forth, to talk about it, but yeah, just being consistent and open book and, and working together.
1: Yeah, I think people forget about the, the beauty of compounding. <laughs>
2: Eighth wonder of the world. Yes. I'll Albert Einstein.
1: And, and we should teach our kids that, you know, oh, just hundred percent. Simple. It's thing. a
2: simple, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. It's just a, you, you don't need the much money. You start at 18. You need way less money to become ungodly wealthy. You know, it's, like I joke off my kids and, and I'm half serious. I tell them that because I want to scare them. I'm like, well, like, you're not going to inherit anything. I said, mom and I are spending everything. We're going to go every vacation. We're flying first class to overseas. It's like, you're not going to get anything. So I said, if you want to have a good life, you, you better start building accounts. Cause mm-hmm. that's kind of one of the bad things when you come from like my situation, I grew up with nothing. So I wanted to give my kids everything, you know, and then we kind of like, Oh, kind of spoiled them a little bit. Got to rein them back in. And so it's like, it's like, Hey, yeah, you've got a good life, but you're not getting my stuff. (laughs) It's like build your own. So I'm having fun watching my son. It's, it's cool because he asked me investing questions. He's, he's thinking longer term. And to me, it's super exciting. Cause he's getting that eight year head start on what I had as an adult. Right. Wow. So you,
1: you talked about having your kids start at 18, but you know, I know a, a lot of parents can start for college education, so, oh, yeah. you know, those Roth accounts and, yep. and even, you know, start when that baby's born, instead of spending all that money and all the toys that they are too young to understand or, or care about, start putting that amount of money into a, a bank
2: yeah, or stocks
1: we, or something.
2: Oh yeah. You can do uh you can do a, a Roth IRA for the kids. Uh, You can do a 529. There's so many different options. We did a 529. So when my son went to college, it was like, Oh, I got the money. It's like, it didn't affect me that he, which school you want to go to or anything. Cause so I was like, Oh cool. The money's there. It's great. I don't have to deal with this. So, yeah. and you start off, you can start off with so little money doing it, but like I said, being consistent, as we were joking around. Like when I eventually have grandkids, they're going to have a lot of money because if you take a baby and you put, oh, I think it's 150 bucks, it's $150 a year away for 18 years. And then they never invest another dollar. they will be a multimillionaire when they're 65. I mean, it's just insane, but nobody yeah. teaches us this kind of stuff. It's yeah. like, I didn't know that. I'm like, so if I put $150, I never did the math on it. And then you literally do the math and you're like, this really actually works. The other thing is you have to educate the kids because they're gonna turn 18 and have like 30 grand. And it's like, you know, it's like, oh yeah. So there, there's, there's, there's pluses and minuses. You gotta have good communication with them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we think that money always buys happiness, but why do most people that are unhappy, no matter how much money they, have. you know, why is that? You know, you see a lot of rich people that have a smug on their face.
2: Yeah. I know a lot of grumpy, rich people and it drives me nuts. I'm like, and what the problem is is we get in, it's just, it could be, it just in life in general, we get so caught up in the destination. Everybody's, Mm. you know, everybody's planned. Like, you know, you, you have this dream vacation you want to go on, you know, you think about it you get there. And when you get there, it's like, it's a cool place, but (laughs) the the journey was the journey of getting there was the best part. And the, And they're going with your spouse and doing this and doing that. And it was like, that was the best part. When you got there, you're like, cool, it's uh, sand and water. Um, Okay. And it's happened to me (laughs) multiple times where you get this dream trip and you're like, oh, the best part was getting here. And so Mm -hmm. I look at that as the same thing with like life and money is just stop every once in a while and smell the roses and enjoy the journey. It's like my little sister, she unfortunately passed away when she was 34 from complications of a brain aneurysm. And at that time I was a grinder. I was like nose down, work as hard as I could. I'm going to have all this money and blah, blah, blah. blah. And then when she passed away, you know, I was like, I started thinking about, I'm like, she never did anything. She, she never even saw New York. It was like, her dream was like, someday I'm going to go to New York. And I'm like, you're 33. Why why don't you go to New York? You know, I'm like, and so after that happened, I really embraced like, you know what, I'm just going to be happy every day. I'm going to enjoy the journey. I'm going to and just make the most out of it. And then, yeah, I, I want to make more money and I keep investing more money, but it's not like, people get obsessed with it. Like I have to have this thing. And it's like, why? And then when you ask them right. why they don't have, ever have a good answer.
1: Yeah. I think for me, it's always to be happy with what I have. And if I get more, that's fine, but I don't need it. And, yeah. and it's whenever you start to need it, that that unhappiness happens.
2: Like, Oh, you see it all the time too. It's like, it's just crazy. Yeah.
1: So we talked about your wife. You must have a wonderful wife.
2: She's amazing. I don't know. How, <laughs> I don't know how she puts up with me,
1: <laughs> but uh, what are some easy, less stressful, less painful ways to get your spouse on the same page financially?
2: <laughs> Start small with baby steps. I tell people don't like, if it's like anything, if you just try to throw them in the deep end of the pool, they're going to get <laughs> very upset if they don't know how to swim. So it's like, and a lot of time too, it's like for my wife, it was she was self-conscious of it because she didn't understand it. She didn't go to college. She, always felt like she wasn't as smart as people. I'm like, you're very smart. You, uh, So I start with this really basic stuff. And one thing that I do is kind of a hack at our house and it drives her family, her sister-in-law's nuts So they come over. But our house, we watch CNBC from market. TV's on CNBC. Don't turn the channel. It's on CNBC. We're always learning about <laughs> stocks and investing. And then, like I said, if the spouse go on money dates, talk about money. You know, it's like, it's, it's the suckiest thing we're told like when we're younger is oh, you know, don't talk about don't money. Don't talk it's about like, money. Yeah. And I tell people now that I know rich people talk about money. That's all. They're like, (laughs) there's not taboo to them. When I was, I came to Texas from South Dakota and I, you know, I was doing jujitsu and I started meeting like crazy rich people. I was, I was, that's the coolest thing about jujitsu as a martial art is it, it's like a melting pot of everything. Like you go into a classroom. I tell people it's like, literally I was at my gym today and I worked out with a surgeon, a tattoo artist, a DEA agent, (laughs) a former felon, a bartender, a college student i'm like it's just a mix of everything but i started to hang out with the rich people and they'd invite you over for dinner or lunch and stuff mm-hmm. and they're talking to their little kids about money and i'm like this isn't fair this is why you guys stay ahead of everybody cuz you're you're yeah. not telling your kids that money's evil and we don't talk about right. money you're like you're like oh hey we're thinking about buying this property and investing in this and then oh the Am- amazon stocks up 18% it was a great year you know i'm like what is going on this kid's seven <laughs> i'm like <laughs> you know, so really just communication and just talking with your spouse. And it's funny because you'll get on the same page. It just takes time, you know, sometimes. And, but yeah. as guys, we want to ram everything like, Oh no, just do everything. And it's like to start small, little, yeah. little, small conversations, getting on the same page. Cause once you get on the same page, it's, it's incredibly powerful. Like I joke around, my wife saved me during COVID because like uh, I was having a non-essential business consulting for non-essential businesses. Like we got to do something. like, we're going to buy like a Subway or a fire, some kind of sandwich place. And, you know, we're going to get a franchise. It's essential. They won't shut it down and blah, blah, blah. She goes, well, that's great and everything. But what are you going to do when somebody calls in sick and you got to go make sandwiches? And I was like, oh, you're right. I don't have a passion for this. Mm -hmm. You know, so she saved me up because I was I was freaking out. I was like trying to figure out, okay, I got to put this much money down, go through this training. And then she's like, stop, stop. And I'm like, yeah, okay, thank you. (laughs) You saved me a couple of years of headache.
1: Yeah, this this environment. Really saved a lot of people that were speakers, trainers, coaches, just like us. you did. I, I whenever I started doing Zoom meetings, it was when I was working for a corporation, and you couldn't get anybody even to turn on their camera <laughs> during a meeting. And so whenever COVID hit, I was advising five districts of Toastmasters in California, and I live in Georgia, and. <laughs> It's, it was as if a light bulb went over uh, all these people's heads. It's like, oh my God, this does work. I can communicate well <laughs> and I can make a difference and I can coach and train without being in front of you, you know, in a room somewhere. So to me, it was a, a godsend because it really helped us. Uh, you know, when you travel all the time from oh, yeah. city to city, that's, that's hard on you to enjoy life and it doesn't make the journey as yeah, it, it makes a journey
2: challenging <laughs> gotta get creative
1: <laughs> so if you can have if you can throw in you know a trip in between all of these on zooms and things it's just so much more efficient i think
2: i think so too i think we learned a lot that you can get a lot done without having yeah. to traveled from the meeting to the meeting for the meeting
1: <laughs> yeah and people were talking about zoom fatigue and I, that always cracked me up because I just remember going from meeting to meeting to meeting in person. And
2: (laughs) he's like, that's fatigue
1: (laughs) to me. It's no difference. All right. It's time now for rapid fire. We um, have five questions. Just spend about a minute answering each one. They're all questions you can easily answer. Awesome. Number one tip for the first time investor.
2: Start number one tip is just get started. People are so scared. I tell people the best thing you can do cuz everybody's scared they're like when I have more money I'm going to go in and talk to somebody at Schwab Fidelity I'm like no go in now you know yeah they're not going to roll up the red carpet cuz you know they're going to they're going to help you so don't be afraid start getting in and talking to people about investing and you'll realize they're just regular people but people are mm-hmm. so scared to go in and talk to somebody
1: yeah what is uh the value the benefit I guess the need probably of having a powerful money mindset
2: it's everything. I mean, it literally is everything. Like I joke, people are like, oh, you've got it figured out. I'm like, I have to work on my mindset every day. Every day, my mm. mind is like, I wake up and the market's down and I'm like, oh my God, it's like, oh, <laughs> this sucks or something's going on. So you have to have that powerful mindset of like thinking positively, thinking out so yes, things go down, things go up, but in the long run, you're going to be fine. But really focus on creating a more powerful mindset, thinking mm. about money, talking about money, not being scared of money, you know, and it, it changes the game completely.
1: And if if it's down, there may be some great buys out
2: there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: advice advice you wish you had when you started out all those years ago.
2: Man, I wish, advice I wish I had back then was invest earlier in life. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and never stop. You know, that's one mistake mm-hmm. I look back at and I made is. I started late, I call it late 26 when I started. And then when I started my business, I had to stop investing for a period of about three years and I I could have done things differently and I should have kept investing because I missed out on one of the best three years in the history of the market Mm. to invest. So I look back at that and I'm like, dude, if you put, why weren't you putting $150 a month away? You could have skipped something and done that. So that was a huge mistake I made.
1: Yeah, I remember when I first started at, um, at UPS. One I was working with the CIO, and we were just he invested all the time, and I was just investing play money in Home Depot and all these things. <laughs> and he's making all this money. And I'm just like, oh yay, I made yeah, I may pretend. It's like, okay, well, let's change that. <laughs> so <clears throat> you came, as you said, from MMA. Yep. And you are now an entrepreneur, and I think you kind of touched on this. But what have you taken the lessons you learned as that MMA fighter that has been helpful as an entrepreneur?
2: Dealing with stress and challenges. You know, once I tell people, it's like a it's an unfair advantage that people from my industry have coming into business because when when things happen in MMA if you freak out <laughs> you get clobbered it's like yeah. you can't freak out you got to stay calm things go and go your way you got to it's the exact opposite Dang. of your mind you're, everybody thinks oh you got to react it's like no if you're something goes wrong you slow down you assess situation you yeah. breathe and you think so in business investing i have things go wrong all the time and then the first thing i do is i just step away i'm like okay let's take a breath okay what's wrong how do we fix this mm-hmm. you know i don't panic and so like literally that was the biggest thing i tell people that if you can develop that skill set because I have so many friends that just blow off the handle, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, now you just made it ten times worse. This person that they're in wants to wants to never do business with you again. Yeah. And you could have just talked through it, and they're like, oh yeah, you're right. I should have sent that text. I'm like, no, you shouldn't have.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I remember when we went to buy my house. I'm in now. Um, we looked at a hundred houses, and my brother-in-law, who's um, older than my husband, said. I'll, I'll come and help you with that. And he and my husband went and negotiated a deal on the house that I really, really wanted. And he insulted them (laughs) to the point where I could not even ever talk to them again. (laughs) So uh, yeah, you you can't burn bridges. Yeah, You need to not burn bridges. So we talked about journey. What's your next path on your journey?
2: my next path path, I call it like there's, I figured out now there's three levels to this game is first one is you go through the accumulation phase. Like you're just accumulating, mm-hmm. accumulating, accumulating. then you're like, Oh, Hey, I have money to do stuff with now. Okay. Now I want to acquire stuff. And then, so as you, I'm sorry, I take that back. Step one is you get started. Cause that's the biggest thing. Getting yeah. people to start is the biggest thing is get started, get started, get started. Then you accumulate. Then you're like, Hey, there's money here. Now what do we do <laughs> now? We acquire. So now I'm in the, the acquisition phase of my life where it's like, um, I, stuff, I'm i getting, I'm having these opportunities. I never would have had if I wouldn't have been putting money away for the last 20 years. So now people will be like, I'll see friends like, Hey, we're all, we're all pitching on this private equity deal to buy this restaurants and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, how's that work? And like, Oh, you know, it's, if you're a credit investor, you do this, 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 and just wire us money. I'm like, okay, I want to do that. So it's like, so that this phase of my life is now, I'm just all about acquiring assets at this
1: point. As long as I don't have to make sandwiches.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's the best part. Cause <laughs> it was so funny. I went to my first investor meeting and the CFO was up there and he's like, cause he there's a lot of new people to this, to this game. And I was, he's sitting there. He's like, listen, he goes, this is a passive investment opportunity. What I mean by that is you don't have to do any work, blah, blah. blah. I goes, but if you email us and ask us questions, we will send you your money back. Cause he goes, he goes, he goes, I'm not being a jerk. He goes, but there's 200 of you here. If I'm getting like, two emails a day from all of you. That's 400 emails about the same thing. So he's like, so I learned real fast, like these guys that are really successful and, and make a lot of money, do a lot of money. They just don't mess with the people that are doing the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so right. Like, right.
1: Just let them do what they know. How let they
2: them do. do. Yeah. So let's, So yeah, this phase is all about acquiring, you know, yeah. I guess the fourth phase, I don't know if I'll ever hit the fourth phase of just enjoying things. Cause I'm wired to just keep building but it's still enjoying the journey though
1: well yeah that's that's what i was <laughs> gonna say it's if you if you didn't have anything going that's like for me when i retired it, it was two years of going traveling and then i thought okay um, i gotta do something else
2: <laughs> that's what i hear from a lot of people is like once you stop you kind of get bo- like okay yeah. and it's like no, and it's crazy me. too the number of people that actually die you know oh, yeah. not too long because they get retired and it's not what they thought it was going to be and then they get kind of sad and start drinking mm-hmm. a lot and they don't do anything it's like so yeah. for me it's like I'm always going to be on the journey of, of doing stuff, but I'm going to enjoy the journey a lot more and travel a lot more for, for me, not for business.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it's just getting to that point where you you control what you do and what you don't do. Yeah, exactly. Still be able to have the fun, but then no, uh, <laughs> that's just to regroup, re, re-energize yourself to go and do some more good stuff.
2: Yeah, it's, you got to have that mission. You got to have something that's driving yeah. you, keep us yeah. sane.
1: <laughs> right. All right. We're going to share my screen. So if you are just listening in, I would run and grab a pencil paper right now, right now, go grab it. I said, grab it. Okay. Thanks. All right. So this is Paul's information and his website is his name. Paul H A L M E homie, paul homie, dot com. He is on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you, God. It is his name as well.
2: <laughs> Keep it simple.
1: I know. It's like, oh, what was that? It's about a world. No, no. Okay. <laughs> Paul Homie. And he has um, some free information out there on Instagram that he would like to talk to you about.
2: Yeah, so Instagram is my favorite platform by far. It's a happier place. People share a lot of their what they're doing and like I said, their journeys. I love Instagram stories of people that I know or, or get to know. So a lot of times on uh, my Instagram, I share a lot of travel hacks for free. That's one of my favorite things is travel hacking trips and flights and hotels. So I'm always updating people on stuff with that on Instagram. And also you know, uh, just any kind of things that I'm doing, like follow along my stories, things I'm doing in the financial world and things I'm doing mm-hmm. in the investment world. I'm pretty transparent about what I do. And people, people seem to like it. So I'd love to give away lots of free content.
1: Awesome. Okay. So thank you so much uh, for being our guest today. You gave a ton of good information and uh, from being somebody that's been there, done that, I will tell you, he gave you a ton of good information.
2: (laughs) Thank you very much. I had a great time. Uh,
1: I want you to be sure to go ahead and reach out to him. Go to that Instagram site. And get that free content or visit his website, get to learn a little bit more about him. And uh, once again, thank you so much for being such a great guest. I appreciate all the time you spent with us. And as, as always, I end this by saying something that we've said throughout this whole, whole interview. That un- until next time, please remember that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off.